Hi, I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy with another Global Real Estate School podcast. Welcome to episode 233. Hey, I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. I jumped in front of our outline yesterday and talked about building codes. I was supposed to have talked about escheat, eminent domain, and condemnation, but we actually did talk about that the day before. But I do not want to cheat you on anything, so we are going to talk about those three items today, which are part of Uncle Pete. Remember, police power, eminent domain, taxation, and escheat. We talked about taxation on episode 231. So in 232, I jumped at building codes. Yeah. So now on 233, I'm going back to a to eminent domain condemnation and a cheat. Hey, we'll make it easy and quick. I want you to be sure and understand this. I'm going by the PSI outline. I'm under land use controls and regulations and the government's rights in land. Now we talked about taxation, as I mentioned on episode 231, and the government's right to tax your property to generate revenue to help pay for things like um, the ambulance and the schools and all these other things that we have in our county and city. Taxes are very important. And, and so there's a complicated formula on how they figure out, you know, what are our uh, expenses? What's the revenue? What's the available properties to be taxed? Because not all properties can be taxed. Uh, schools and hospitals and churches or some organizations that you can't tax real estate. So they, they kind of go through this whole formula and they say, based on what we're gonna, going to need to pay for expenses and what monies we think we might have coming in from uh, other types of revenue and the properties that are taxable that are out there and they run all that through this financial formula and lo and behold, they get a tax rate. And that's what they charge you and I. And so we know ad valorem is according to value. And so people who own a more expensive real estate will pay more tax than someone who owns a, a, a lesser expensive parcel of real estate. So taxation falls under that whole Uncle Pete scenario. And today we're going to talk about eminent domain, condemnation, and escheat. Eminent domain really is when the, the government takes private property for public use. And again, I did talk about this a little bit, but it's great to go back through it. There are three items that must be met. First of all, it has to be for the good of the public. They just can't come and take real estate without any specific reason. They have to say, look, we've, we need this highway desperately. And traffic is so bad in town that it's taking hours to get through town, we're going to have to get some kind of an overpass or a roundabout to, to, to get some of this traffic out of the city. And so they want to build an outer highway. And unfortunately, they will have to go through private property in order to make that happen. So they have to be able to show that it's for the good of the public. That's the first thing. Number two, they have to give you due process. In other words, they can't just come in and take the property. They have to allow you to get an attorney, allow you to get appraisals, to get data information so that you can try to um, either say, yeah, I'll let you 
buy my property, but here's what I want for it. Or no, we don't want to sell our property. So you, you get due process. You get the right to go to court and have a trial if need be and have a judge hear your side of the case and so forth. And the third item is just compensation. They have to make sure they're, they're paying you correctly. I've actually served as a commissioner for the state of Missouri on several uh, eminent domain projects. And I'm here to tell you on each one of the projects I served on, the people were paid more than what their properties were worth, I thought. And it was kind of interesting because they actually wanted people to stay in the community. I remember one project, which was down on Haney Street and Flat River or Park Hills. My Park Hills listeners, if you remember where Haney Street was, um, great little street. I mean, you could sell a house on Haney Street. It was just so beautiful, big trees. And I remember my wife and I bought a home down there and flipped it, turned, re- rehabbed it, flipped it, sold it long before flipping houses on TV was popular. But it was a great location. However, it was across from Fly River Creek, which would flood on occasion. And we had this really bad flood down there at you know, several years uh, after I had owned a property there, and it just wiped out a bunch of the houses. And so the government, actually, the city mayor got a grant, and they were able to buy out those people in the floodplain down there and turn them into, uh, turn that area into a park. And so they were they were going through. They they were using eminent domain to take those properties to convert it to a park. And so, remember, due process of law, just compensation, and for the good of the public. So, as I was a commissioner on that, one of the things they did, I remember a friend of mine, Mark, who had a home. Mark's house was probably worth around 35000 at the time. Yes, I'm going back a number of years. But I remember that they gave Mark like 45000 or fifty for his home. But they said, if you buy a home in Flat River, Mark, we'll give you 70000 But if you do not buy a home in Flat River, we're only going to give you 45000 So the, the idea was they wanted those homeowners since they were taking, you know, they didn't want to like buy all the properties and make the people leave Flat River. They were hoping they would reinvest in Flat River. Many of the people did. Some of them, including my friend Mark that I mentioned, he bought a home from me over by Irondale. And, you know, I'm giving numbers here that are, this is years ago, and, and I'm, I may not have the specific numbers, but I just wanted you to know that that's kind of how the process worked. Um, if your house was worth 35, you might have been offered 45 to stay there, but if you relocated somewhere, um, if you relocated in Flat River, they would give you more money. But if you went somewhere else, they just gave you that price. And I remember Mark was very happy um, with with what he got. And he loved the little farm he bought. And unfortunately, my friend Mark has passed away. But I remember that scenario and it worked out really good for him. He was happy. He didn't have a problem. Most of those people down there did not have a problem. But that was eminent domain and that whole process is what we call condemnation. Okay. Again, 
remember, for eminent domain to take place, you need just compensation, due process of law, and it must be for the good of the public. And the process of doing all of that is called condemnation. And then the final item that we want to talk about in this section is what's called escheat, E-S-C-H-E-A-T. That is when you die with no will and no heirs. If you have no heirs and no will and you die, your property escheats to the state. Happens a lot, sadly. But that is, you know, how those government rights work in real estate. And I like to always say they fall under Uncle Pete. Police power, eminent domain, taxation, and escheat. So don't forget those. You need to know all of that for the exam. And you need to know those definitions because, like, they use a cheat in, you know, in some of these problems, and they'll use a testate and intestate and, you know, a person passing away. And that's why I always say go over to Global Real Estate School and buy my digital flashcards. You can download them to your phone. You can study them wherever you are, and they will help you pass and test. I had a lady, I have a lot of people that buy those, and they love them. had a lady that bought some the other day, and I thought, great, hopefully she's been listening to my podcast. So globalrealestateschool.com, check out our digital flashcards. We also have a program called My Real Estate Exam Coach. They're short coaching videos. That whole um, program will help you with the national content. Both of those are national focused. So it doesn't matter what, what state you're in. You can go over there and we've got some great study aids for you. Check out our YouTube channel. I hear students tell me all the time. I have a, I have a saved voice recording in the other room from a lady who said, I would have never passed the test if it had not been for your YouTube video. So go to YouTube, check us out, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, and and uh, subscribe to our podcast as well. We'd love for you to do that. Well, I want to say thank you for listening. I appreciate all of the kind comments, and uh, good luck on the real estate exam. I know you are going to pass it. And be sure and share our podcast, tell others about it, and check us out for all of your real estate educational needs at Global Real Estate School. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Global Real Estate School. I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. Go out and make it a great day.